The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live. Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Oh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. I was so in the zone with my EPMD, so they've killed. They, we've, we've killed our, our song "Your Customer." I'm sure all you guys are very, very upset about this, but we've been coming out to your customer for EMPMD for the last 19, 20 months. It is now officially dead. I won't let it die. I was giving it my own eulogy. I was, <laughs> I was giving my own eulogy with, with, with uh, all of my own uh, things. So that's, I think that's the last time you'll hear Nick Neck Patty White give a dog a bone. Dear Lord oh. in heaven. Don't give a number to microphone. Uh, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, we're joined on panel by Harley Quinn herself. Alexis Torres, how you doing? What up, what up? I was going to start, but oh, I was like, I think it really is. I have purple hair today. Oh, you're really, you're going in. All, all in. Yeah, there you are. How, how are you? I'm good. Happy uh, post-birthday again. I'm still recovering. You're still recovering from <laughs> no your <joke>. birthday, <laughs> quarter century, get down. Deuce yeah, five. I think this is the first, first time I've ever done that much partying, uh, and I'm actually, it's taking me this long to 25. get back to normal. I'm still recovering from my 25th nice. birthday, <laughs> like four years ago. Akili Shine. Uh, <laughs> you do it. He can't even. I'm, I'm just doing, man. I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. There it is. Lola, help me. Lola, where you at? <laughs> All right. So we have, we have lots, lots, lots to discuss today. Uh, we have a lot of, lot of Google talk today. Google's making a lot of news today. We're going to go in and talk some pop culture stuff, uh, some D23 stuff from Star Wars, and a little more little, little Beats One radio stuff. But first, we want to talk about something we've been talking about for a long time, which is the idea of virtual reality in the narrative space. We've been talking about the notion of a lot, a lot of talk about Oculus Rift and, and, and what's the Sony one called? Morpheus. Project Morpheus. Morpheus. Yes. And, 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 and how, exactly. We got the Samsung. Yes. VR. Yes. So, and how these, how we, we talked about the future of gaming, but what else could this mean for everything else? Medical, biotech, all this other stuff. But, uh, this director, um, uh, Randall Kleiser, decided he's going to do something, and he made this narrative short called Defrost, which is a pretty good experiment. It's a four-minute short. It stars my hero, Carl Apollo Creed Weathers, <laughs> um, in, in it as well. And essentially, it is a four-minute short where it, it, it plays like a cutscene. I mean, it's it described as kind of like, to me when I hear it, it's like a cutscene from a video game where you as a main character in a, are in a wheelchair and being wheeled th- through this environment sci-fi environment where all these actors are acting around you. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot it and they did the whole thing, everyone acting in one take, and so everyone's kind of acting around you in this really immersive environment. Uh, it sounds like it's a really fun idea to do, yeah. and almost like a play. What do you think, you think of this, Keely? I mean, I, th- I think a lot of things, I think, as we immerse 
further into this technology, we'll see more adaptation of this. Right. I think um, the thing that comes to mind most is that I think whenever you create a new medium or new format, you have to de- develop like a creative language for it. Yep. And I feel like uh, traditional filmmaking has its own creative language. I think this will have to adopt or transmutate into a different creative language because in terms of how you go about filming stuff, it's not the traditional way of doing it. Right. And so I think, I mean, that's my first take. But I think that's a that's a happy problem. I think that's a good thing yeah. that we'll be able to figure out new creative ways of how to tell stories. And I think with the virtual reality stuff as it relates to film, yep. um, I mean, you have certain like like rules and laws in filmmaking. Like for instance, you it's it's a law where you don't break the fourth wall. Yep. You want the audience to be immersed into what they're watching. Like they get connected to the protagonist, and that becomes them, yeah. and they get lost in the story. Versus with virtual reality, the audience is can yeah. be a, a character is in the now, scene. Is that like the fifth wall? Because Fifth wall, fourth wall. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm curious because the, the, is it? I get concerned about my wall. The fourth wall is like when Willie. Is that when Woody Allen like looks at the camera and is like, I don't know what I'm it's, doing. I mean that 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 law is actually is taken from, from 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 theater. So when they look okay. into the audience and look directly at an audience, maybe right. that's the fourth. That's wall. the fourth wall. Okay, breaking the fourth wall. So Woody Allen does that all the time. There's some other people who do famously do that all the time. Matthew Broderick famously did it in in, uh, in Ferris Bueller. So it involves the audience. So. I guess my question is, if you are the if you are the person, is that still the fourth wall? Is this now the fifth wall? I'm, no, not, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to coin something. No, right I now. think that's. I, I still think that's the fourth, that's wall. the fourth wall. It's just a creative way of using right, the fourth yeah. wall. Can I say we're straddling the fourth wall? We're, we're climbing the fourth Stra- wall. Straddling. straddling. I mean, okay. I'm, you know, uh, you're on one too. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think it's. I think it's this immersive theater because now you can you can like you can have a have an actor look at you while you're watching. Yeah. Whatever the, the the story is, and you're also immersed in the environment. But I think that's the trick too. Like how how as an audience member do I still invest myself into the story, the narrative right. structure of, of what's being presented, versus being lost in the environment that's created? Because yeah. if I put the things the, the the headset on and I see all this crazy shit 360, like am I gonna miss the storyline? Yeah, you know that, that, that's the trick. I mean, well, for, well I want to cast some thoughts on that. But Alexis, as a consumer, like, is this something that you you're you're obviously younger, you're the younger, you represent the sort of millennial generation. Is this something that you feel? Like that you wanna how, how you want to experience some entertainment. I mean, it, it's a hit or miss for me because I feel like a lot of people would love to do that. Because I know that uh, Oculus Rift and Samsung actually had, or I can't remember exactly which one, but they had the little like insidious boxes and stuff like that that they were able to uh, tell a story, and you can put the box over, and you can literally see like a short film right. and like be in it but I always feel like it's kind of distracting because yeah. like what Achilles said where you're kind of looking at everything yeah. but not really paying attention to the story so I think it, it can do very well and I would definitely buy it there I know a lot of people wouldn't really like do it all the time I think the key I mean the, there's some precedent for this I mean I, I think of most notably you know games like Halo there, 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 there's some precedent for this where you are kind of going through in a first person story and there's a not, not necessarily in cutscenes but actually in gameplay when you're walking through environments and action is happening around you. You're, mm-hmm. asked, you're asked to sort of say, to look over and talk to someone or look behind you. The only difference is, which I'm, which I'm curious about is, in, in the video games, they can direct you. Like, they will be like, hey, get over here. You, look over here. And when you actually look over there, then it activates that character. You, I don't know if that works when you're in a virtual reality thing because there's no way to do that. And that's, yeah. the, that's, that's the trick. It's like, okay, cause, because what makes it virtual reality is that you're immersed in the environment right. versus still a, two, a 2D or a 3D image that, that's being curated for you or there's, mm-hmm. there's structure, impl- there's just a structure implementation. This is like, yo, you could like literally turn around, look right. up, look down. And so like, if there, if there's other actors in the, in the virtual reality scene and the acting is going on and you're looking away, you're 
you're, you're not in, in, invested into the story. Well, I, I think that what this is probably the reason. This is like, I think a very smart reason why they told this story. They use a wheelchair device to tell the story because if you're in a wheelchair, your your range of motion is limited anyway. Yeah, so you're, makes sense. you're pretty much forced to look what's in front of you. And I, I'm sure they're doing it where people are like walking in front of the chair, talking to you in your face in front of the chair. So um, that makes sense because you're not really going to get up and run around. You can you can look behind you, but if someone's yelling at you in front of you, it's different. Uh, I think that you know we'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, a movie, there's some movies that sort of lend themselves to this. I think of the one I think of offhand is Birdman. I would love okay. to have seen like you know Birdman, something that's sort of a one take, these long shots, you know, through within the bowels of the theater, in out up upstairs, downstairs, like to be able to have you be that Michael Keaton character and see everything through that point of view would be a really cool way to do that. If they and could I figure think, that out. I think that's the thing. It's it's all about perspective and point of view, and that's why I think the the visual language that needs to be implemented into virtual reality is going to change because say it's kind of like the aloe black thing that we 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 were a part of and that we discussed yep. on the show before. Like you're you're allowing the audience to participate in a way that's never been done before. Have, yeah. You're giving them more choice in yeah. how they participate in the story. And so I think that having that power, I think having that power is going to make us be way more creative in a different yeah. way. So I think that's what's dope about you know the, the frontier of virtual reality. I mean, we'll move on, but not to be just to, to, <clears throat> to the ground, but like you're right, because what the, the thing about filmmakers is it, it, it's about a point of view. It's about your point of view, being able to give your your version of the story, your point of view to the audience from your lens. Mm-hmm. So the idea of you, so the idea of still being able to do that, yet handing that power over to the audience, experience in whatever way they want you to, is something that is new and, and, and interesting. So we'll just see how that develops, and we'll see what what, what goes on from there. Um, but I, I, I'm excited. I, I want to see it. I'm definitely excited about it. So, um, but I, what, I, what I'm not excited about, but you, you guys can help me out on this, is Facebook has relaunched their sort of Facebook notes, um, something that they, they've done a full redesign on it, something that they kind of like started, they, they, they toyed with back in 2006, uh, which is just sort of an idea of, you know, I don't know, being able to like, uh, you know, publish, uh, you know, like longer posts and, 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 and do sort of like blog, blog style posts. Is that, that, that was that what the, the, the idea well, of this is? When this first was originated, like Facebook was very similar to Twitter in, in the sense that you only had, had, uh, you, you only had, you had a limit on characters that you could put in the post. I think it was right. like 160 uh-huh. characters. Yep. And so, um, fast forward maybe like five years later, they, they pushed it up to 16,000 characters. Six, so, six zero. Huh? Six zero. No, sixteen. Sixteen thousand characters. One six. Yeah, one six. And so, and so the the difference be- between that is that they had notes and when you wanted to make a longer post, and so now they're they're trying to adopt that back into it because you're able to you know do hashtagging, you're able to put pictures, and you're able to organize stuff. You know. It could be hidden from. It could be private. It could be public. Um, you can send it, send it off to specific people. So I think that's what they're trying to do with the notes. I don't really think it's a good idea. It's like whatever to me. Like it I don't doesn't, think anyone's going to use it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's. Oh, that's such a cool, a cool thing that they're, they're re- reinstating into the Facebook yeah. ecosystem. Like I, I could care less. Yeah, because I know the, the only thing I can think of that when I was in high school that they used or early college, like as a freshman, that we used notes for was that anybody did that whole like. Here's a bunch of questions. Answer them, and then you can like share them to your friends if they were like part of the notes or something like that. And then they right. would have to do the same thing over and over and over. That right. was about it. I, uh, I I will not use this. I'm not a big Facebook user. It, I mean, it does say the character limit was extended to six sixty characters. I don't know if that's oh, okay. type or not, but I mean six sixty thousand characters. But you know, to me, I don't I, I don't use Facebook enough 
to 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 care. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't integrate this sort of thing. I think that this is sort of like maybe designed for the people who. You know, this is like I said, this is a sort of making Facebook a one-stop shop for those people who don't want to go all, all, anywhere else to do publish blogs or do any other thing like that. So, uh, interesting. Um, but I don't really care about that much. But what I do care about, even though I'm not a Sprint user, I think this is kind of cool. Sprint is now rolling out. You know, every time an iPhone comes out, as we know, every two years an iPhone comes out, uh, or every every year that an iPhone comes out, I should say, the, the, the S or the whatever it is. The, the, the cell phone companies get us in this conundrum by signing us up with two-year plans, which is why most of us, including me, are on the S plan. Like, I only get the S's, or you only get the ones. Well, Sprint says, forget that. We're losing kind of losing money and losing opportunity. They're, they've launched something called the iPhone Forever plan, which allows you to just update for $22 into into a new iPhone or whatever it is, whenever you want. What do you think about this, Keith? Man, for, for me personally, I, I don't really care. Um... Like, does this make you jump the sprint? Not at all. Like, I've been with Verizon since I had a cell phone. Yeah. Um, I think Verizon's the best. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I think where, where I am with my uh, my financial life, I feel like if I want the new iPhone, whenever I want, I'm just gonna get it. So yeah. I, I don't need to like have a monthly increase in my bill yeah. for the prospect of the new iPhone. And like, to, to be honest, I like I like skipping a year because typically the like for instance, the, the next iPhone, I don't think it would be that much more futuristic. Right. I don't think the the, the stuff that they're going to integrate into the phone is going to be that much different than what, what you, I have. You, so you and I are going to run out in, in a couple of weeks and buy the iPhone S together. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm not unless unless they're dropping some crazy stuff. I'm not doing it. Alexis, I know this is this is a story no, not I mean, for you because you're on the Galaxy. No, but, but it doesn't ahead. really matter because I mean I'm also a Verizon user and I I actually like them a lot and they've never really given me any problems, but. At the same time, I noticed that Sprint's just trying to get as many people as they can. Like, I know someone who just got a new iPhone with Sprint, and they gave her that this really big, beautiful speaker for free because she signed up for Sprint, and then some other stuff that was also free. And I was just like, right. and the if you look it up, what kind of speaker it is, it's like a a hundred dollar, like it's like a um, Bose kind of like amount of speaker, and they're giving it away for free if you just sign up. So well, for me, this is throwing less about sort of like. You know, I think this is. I think this is, is. This is kind of reminds me of what's happening in the cable. You know, in the cable world, all this sort of like um, cord cutting and, and all these a la carte plans you're getting in the cable world. Yeah, I like the idea of these companies giving you more choice because back in the day, cable companies and phone companies are all about you paying one fee and then locking you up for X amount of time. Yeah. And now the idea is like, well, and T-Mobile's kind of going to this too, which is like, hey, you know, we think our we think we have the best service. We want to give you the consumer the opportunity to, to to dip in or dip out or change or do whatever within the year. We don't have to like handcuff you to us for. For, for three for two years, mm-hmm. um, I, I think this is good. I think this is good for the entire marketplace. I would like to see Verizon adapt something like this. I, don't know, I think or it's, whatever. I think yeah. it's, the more I think about, it, I think it's stupid because okay. Oh, you went to steal it from? You yeah. went from like I don't know the stupid. I think it's stupid. So I'm adding twenty two dollars <laughs> a month to my plan to get the lowest model of the newest iPhone. That's how they get you. And so. I mean, because you can always get the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. You just have yeah. to break your contract. And so yeah. if you times 22 times 12, you're almost right there to how much it would cost to break your contract when the new one comes out. So it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, so like, how is that really a deal? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. 
It's about choice. Akita. It's about thinking. You got to you 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 pay for choice. It's about thinking. Choice. Fair enough. Uh-huh. It's about thinking it through. All right. So let's let's go to the the, the Google portion of the show because we got some because Google is really kind of doing some things. We talked about them last. We talked last week about Google Alphabet, which is their um, holding company. Their holding company are now kind of their. I mean, would you call it their parent company now? Exactly. Um, it's an umbrella company. Yeah, the umbrella company. Uh, and uh, and so now we're starting to see the things that are coming out out of that. Um, one of the things you know, Larry Page, uh, the Google co-founder, uh, talked about is um, is the d- diversifying of Google and all the things they want to do. And what they're working on now is a whole life science division, which is like working on all kinds of sort of medicine, uh, life sciences. Uh, they, they brought in all the sort of top scientific talent to basically – uh, you know, figure out a way to 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 to, to challenge to to ca- um, tackle uh, disease, to, to, to diseases like cancer and and others. And um, you know, like it's a cancer detecting pill they're working on. They're working on artificial skin. They're working on some ageless stuff. I mean, this is some real high tech stuff that you would think would come from the money and infrastructure of Google. Um, Google taking over the world. What do, what do you what do you think of this? Uh, well, what, what, do you, what do you think of this? Like, so sorry, yeah. No, I mean, I like I said, I feel like Google's just ready to take on whatever they can at this point, and I think that's pretty awesome. It's just it's just so interesting because you know. Not, I know I'm the youngest one on the panel, but I would have never thought that uh, a conglomerate like they would be like, okay, we we've already taken over the internet. Let's start going into yeah. health. Do, do no evil is is, is their mantra. Yeah. I mean, which so is awesome. It seems like what what they what they appear to be doing. Um, I, when I hear this stuff, I, I get really excited. But it also, with all this stuff, technology, you wonder what else they're working on. They're not telling us about, but I don't. I don't True. But I don't. What do you think? Else? I you mean, know? that worry is is always present when you're dealing with any type of. Um, industry, uh, or you're dealing with any type of organization that is as such of a gigantic um, positioning as Google. But I think this is, I mean, I think it's smart in, in what they're doing in terms of uh, creating separation and, like we talked about last week, allowing, um, you know, niching out, niching out certain projects and making those projects their own companies so that they have better navigation um, between their employees and ideas. And, th- and then the execution of those ideas are, are more fluid. And I, I think with, with the, like, the life sciences stuff, I think it's brilliant because I think what they're, what they're asking, they're asking this question. Like, they're, they're, they're making a statement. They're saying there's something wrong with Western medicine. There's something wrong with how we approach um Finding cures for diseases from a Western perspective. So let's figure out. Let's bring the, let's bring the best minds and scientists into into one room and figure out a different approach, a different way of how we can cure diseases. If it's through technology, if it's through you know traditional holistic practices, if it's through the very science that very science science things that we have access to, let's do it that way. But at least it's fusing multiple perspectives and it, yeah. it's creating a platform where hey they're going to come up with something that's that's going to be like world changing you know what i'm saying and i, I think agree. i think that's really awesome mm-hmm. i agree though the only thing that worries me about these private companies that that are that are like so large like google facebook and amazon and kind of things that they're working on and doing is the fact that they're companies and like like i don't i don't doubt that jeff zuckerberg's intentions are wonderful when he's when he's got a fleet of drones i don't doubt that larry page's intentions are wonderful do no evil when he's got like a crazy scientific labs and doing all kind of crazies and robots running around. Um, but what if one day, you know, someone buys, decides, I'm going to buy Google, whoever that rich person is, and their intentions aren't so great. They're not Larry Page. Who's like, that? The, like Google, there's not one person that can buy I Google. Well, I don't know. It's impossible. 
you know, maybe maybe it's maybe it's a group like Viacom, or it's a group like Disney, or it's a group like you know, you know, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett get together and they want to, you know. But that's the thing. That's the thing. They won't be able to buy Google because that's why they created alphabets. Exactly. Mm. That's that. That which which is which is the point. Which is a good point. Okay, so moving on to 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 more 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 Google news. Um, Google, like this, this is uh, this is nuts. We talked about this when you sent me this text to Achilles. We talked about this, but uh, Google is is working on this 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 project called Atlas, and um, it is on some real chappy shit right now. Like what? it was, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen chappy, but basically, um, so Google's working on this 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 actually humanoid robot, and which which is not new. We've seen this at Honda. We've seen the Japanese be working on this, but this guy is amazing because it's got this built-in stabilization situation going on where inside the training facility, have him walking over a bunch of boxes. He's actually holding out his arms, balancing on his own, like you know, like walking through and figuring this out, figuring out the terrain, and being able to like do. In- you know, self-correct like a human would, and then the the test, which is a, this is a still of it, but this crazy video of him actually jogging mm-hmm. through the woods, like you know, running through the woods, like on some real scary ish right there. <laughs> He's got that giant power cord behind him, and that that that's one thing that's scary because like he needs that much power, and they're gonna work on a on a, on a way to sort of you know get, uh, power him, which is always a key. But man, we're five years away from having. Um, this technology, like perfected, five years away. That's that's what I'm saying. By 2020, we will have we will have we will have either an AI or we'll have a robotic um, piece. We'll have we'll have a robot that's able to to, to walk like a human will walk. He is running, running, walking, climbing <laughs> stairs. <laughs> like he's like running through the woods, Man. dancing. The that whole was night. really good. No, that, like and this video is insane. And not just that, they're, they're creating like different designs of animals. Like, yeah. oh yeah, like how, yeah. how can we replicate how a deer walks? Yes. Or how, I mean, that, that to me is crazy. So you're gonna see like you know have a dog robot or something or a cat in, robot. In that, in that same video, there's this weird sort of um, I don't know some sort of an, uh, antelope looking thing with a long extended neck, and it's like opening a door and it's like walking around. The hind legs are tripping. That shit is like crazy. Yeah, I don't know, Alexis. Does this does this, does this bother you at all? Or is no, this exciting? I just I. It- it's just it's slowly becoming iRobot for me, like thinking yeah. about it. Because I mean, eventually, even though everyone's like, "Oh, you know, it's a movie. This is never going to happen." But I mean, if they actually do progress the way they are doing no. now, we could have a robot this in dude everyone's looks exactly home. like Chappie. Like, yeah. we, we look a lot like Chappie. I don't know if we're going to get to the ex machina zone. Uh, yeah, I believe we will. I believe within ten years we'll be in the ex machina zone. Wow. I, I just it. yeah. I just we feel already like have this the is, technology. We yeah, this is it. it you wow. know. All right, I'm but, just hoping it doesn't turn into a Terminator situation, uh, but uh, I mean, you uh, never know. I hope they're as fine as X Machina. Of course you would. You could replace that plastic Hold thing out the house. Oh, hey. <laughs> see? Hey, Set yourself up for that one. Right I can't the, do The this. little blow up, the little blow up. Oh, oh my hey, God. The blow up doll. It's got a Harley Quinn's face on it. Oh, um, stop. All right. So, we'll do that to my girl. Hey. So sorry. All right. Um, more Google news. Google oh is also unveiling you Project Sunroof. Um, Project blow up dog. <laughs> I gotta call Google and see what they got with that. Uh, they, they can no. Um, we don't need that. Like, I can just get you all, one. all this technology that we talk about. Like I just, it just you know, from the VR and beyond, it, it, all you can think of is what is the, the, the porn application, and that's all you can think that's of. That's all I can think of. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. How much can you save on solar panels? Ask Google. No, Google has this thing called a. Um, 
what I say is called Project Sunroof. Yes. Uh, basically, being able to sort of analyze it's kind of like using their Google Earth technologies, and their, their, their all their all their mapping technology, and then being able to look at an area and sort of say what's happening from an energy efficient standpoint, and mm-hmm. when and when when and how uh, the idea of using cellular te- cellular solar technology could help the efficiency of your home. Is this is this what I, do I have this right, Akili? Yeah, I mean you pretty much got it right. Okay. So because because they've developed because they have satellites and they're able to look at the whole Earth, yeah. they're able to see at what specific time of day how the sun is hitting your home right. where where the sun spot is where the shadow spot is right. and then based on that they're able to tell you well this is the amount of energy that you can produce within the course of a day and then translate that into this is how much money you can save if you put up solar solar yeah. panels to be able to do that for every home building business in the world That's great. and then have have a have have a, a number put yeah. to it i think it's very smart no and I, I i don't know when i saw it but there was like a meme or something like that of like them talking about how they wanted to use more solar panels on houses so that throughout the day you save up all this energy and then at night you can just use that because it's just been soaking up all day right and there's a little thing on the bottom that was i think it's like peter griffin going why are we not funding this and and that's how i feel i feel like that's a smart way to do especially here in southern california where it's hot and sunny usually all the time like year round it might not work for maybe the east coast where it's we actually they actually get seasons but i feel like out here people would save a lot of money doing that precisely and i think the thing with solar technology that is is a misnomer is that when you have solar panels on your home you're actually not storing the energy the energy is being being put back into the grid. Yeah, exactly. And so Sorry. that's how you get the, the, the rebate or the credit. And yeah. so the actual infrastructure, the government governmental infrastructure is actually using that energy, but then you get the, the cost yeah. saved based on how much you're generating from your home. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. No, <laughs> I, 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 I love, love, love this idea. This is just super, super crazy innovative and really crazy informative. Do you I, think I, people I, will I, jump on it, though? Uh, no. I mean, not, not initially. No. I, no, no. I, no, no. Why? No, no. Because I, I, I think initially they won't jump on it only because I just look... I'm a, you know, if you, if you, not to bring this into politics, but when you, when you, this is one thing, this is like, you know, pretty, you know, undeniable information that people could use. But on the political side, like, there's a certain, you know, political body that's really anti this sort of stuff and starts like poo pooing it and starts saying, like, ah, this, ah, the solar, this is the, you know, ah, you, not enough, the solar stuff. And Google just thinks, I don't know, I feel like that the average person, that it'll take a while for the average person to want to implement this. Maybe on the coasts, I think in I think in the in, in the middle of the co- in the middle of the countries, I think that it's going to take a while. It's going to take a lot more um, a more of a, a PR campaign and a, and a social movement to get people to really get off the ground and move this. I think that it's also going to take some help from municipalities and also from state government as well. And then that's where you're going to come run up against some 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 problems. But if we can get this handled politically and get the message out that this is helping us. All, in total, I think this is fantastic. Well, I just worry about that message getting lost in politics. Two, I have two takes on this. I think, one, you got to look at it more internationally because America does not want to be last in line right. as it relates to renewable energy. And so if the rest of the world is doing it, if the rest of the world is adopting this technology, you don't think that people in the middle of America are going to do You don't think from a, from a governmental perspective, they're not going to, to, to publicize it. They already have. Like, Obama has, he, he gave, like, Rebates and tax credits. If you were installed, that's how my parents have solar panels yeah. because of that. So it's definitely infused in the government. It's definitely marketed pr- 
properly. Yeah, but you're, you're you're missing the point. Your your parents listen to Obama and are, and, are, and aren't like saying everything Obama says is 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 out to like help fund Al Qaeda or whatever the thing is. Like no. there's there's a real giant. No. Let me not get political. I feel like there's a giant segment. But the whole idea that we don't want to be last, we're like 25th in math and 28th in science, yeah, and, and, and we're starting and, to see the effects of that. Seventh in engineering. Well, yeah. We're starting and, to see the effects of that. Yeah, and then and like, our infrastructure and, and, is failing. And, and we are we're in technology. We're we're the we're almost we're so behind when it comes to our our fiber our fiber cables and our, mm-hmm. our Wi-Fi. That's, like the, that's the point. Of us, Japan's so right of us. Like when it comes to solar technology and renewable energies, we are like I don't know. Like we're like seventeenth. That's you the know? point, dog. <laughs> well, I know this is the point. But my point is that this we've been banging this drum in this administration for eight years, and and politically, like Congress and and, and so many states and governors have been like, no, this is some weird Obama of, witch doctor well, shit. Of course, they're saying, of course they're saying no because it's an old regime, <laughs> the oligarchs that have had control yeah, over right. natural resources, especially coal and oil. Silicon and, Valley and, hippies and, trying and to make country, put up some solar panels in this yeah. country. They want to maintain the infrastructure that they've had. Gener- for, for generations, and so of course you're going to have lobby, lobbyists within government, within the government, you know, proposing that we don't go this way. But right. again, like our infrastructure is failing, like our our, our pipes, our wiring, our roads are failing. Yeah, like, bridges you, collapsing. You'll, you'll have to <laughs> adopt to certain technologies, or or you're you're gonna you're gonna live in a you're gonna live in a third world country. Look, I, I, well, look, look what it says. I, I hear. I, I'm, not, I'm not playing devil's advocate over here. I completely one thousand percent agree with everything you're saying. I agree with your sentiment one hundred percent. I just sadly am not as optimistic as, as you. Like hey, this, being the I don't three, know. when I drive the old guy, the middle guy, and the young gal. Uh, like I just, I'm when, just I, not, when I drive around, yes. I know, I know I know California is unique because it's much different than the rest of the country but when yeah. I drive around California uh-huh. like I see a lot of solar panels up. And you know why? Within the last three years, I've seen I've seen a huge increase of yeah, solar panels. Because you're in California. Yeah, exactly. And so California, California determines a lot of how, how I mean agriculturally, entertainment. Right. Like a lot of a lot of that this stuff comes from California. Yeah. Promoted to the rest of the country. So yeah. if California is, is the first domino to create the effect, then that's good. The, the coast, man, and the coast will happen. We'll see up in the middle of the one last thought on this. No, I mean again, being the young buck, I'm gonna go in the middle. Because okay. I feel like I do agree with Akili that I think change is going to happen and people are going to adapt it, especially when people have already done that. It has I, to happen. He's yeah. right about that. No, no, yeah. And I, and I completely agree with that. And I also feel like because the generation is more technology-based and they're all for that, and n- not to poke at the bear there, but a lot of old fogies are going to start. Hey. Not, that's why I said I'm not poking the bear. I'm not, okay? I'm not old. I'm, old I'm, fogies I'm are probably going to change their views or they're going to be too old to really make a decision right. about that. All their kids and their grandkids or whatever are going to be like, oh, I want my house to be like that. So eventually, even though it might not be happening like this, eventually it will slowly change I, to that. But I, there are going to be those people and, who are going to take their and, time. And also, once once people find out that it doesn't cost that much to have this yeah. infrastructure, yeah. We, yeah. We, talk, we talk about Moore's Law on the show a lot. Every 16 to 18 months, the processors become smaller, cheaper, faster, which yes. enables more people to have the technology. And when you tell someone that, hey, you can save $3,000 a year on your yeah, electric bill, and it only it. costs them this much to put it up, right. you're going to do it. Wait, did Obama tell me this? Okay. <laughs> Obama told me to do it. I ain't doing it. <laughs> like that. No, I hear you though. And, and to your point, Alexis, I, I agree. I agree because that, that's why I love this. Because this is irrefutable audio. Like you can you can click something and look and look at that. It's, it's very hard to look at that and be like, Nah, I ain't doing that. Um, but there's that, gonna be some. Oh, be plenty. Stubborn. Um, and also to your point, I agree. Like the, those old. The, I look. 
the baby boomers, God bless them. My parents are them. Yeah. They are. They are. You know, they're 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 they're, they're sixty five, sixty seven, like sixty eight right now. They're getting there. They're getting there. But man, they ain't, they don't want to go anywhere. Not yeah. from their cold dead they dead hands. The baby boomers are a lot of them. And they're very entrenched, and they are very set in their ways. Just, so yeah, I just feel until, like because they're there, it's it's going to take a while for yeah. everybody to get on that train. But yeah. I mean, again, you know, knocking on wood, if they ever do, eventually all of them pass. It's going to be a totally different world. I've been waiting for the baby boomers to sort of change change hands for like twenty years. I know. Right. They're still hanging out. Go ahead. Can yes. I bring in just one minor argument? Uh oh, here we go. Oh here Jesus. Go. So. I'm on the same page with you guys. However, Uh there is one small little piece that I remember talking to an old Fogley about. Uh (laughs) Obama. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But um, I was talking to this this guy, and he he likes the aspect of solar panels, but the reality is is, uh, solar panels have a lot of the same materials in it, such as computers, such as just all these other things, just uh, like I'm trying to look up an article so I could, I, no, it's, I could it's, give you better there, things. There's, so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of potentially harmful waste products in in the solar panels. What you're saying? Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's not it's not emission free. That's for sure. And that's yeah. that's one of the things that um, I guess he was arguing. He was like, basically, we're still we're replacing we're, we're, one one energy one, one energy source that 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 doesn't burn as cleanly as you think it does. It's a lesser it, evil, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I feel like. But like I, I remember talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, it makes no sense because so eventually you're gonna have to get rid of the the battery that, or not the battery, but like where the excess energy goes, right? Like where it's held, eventually that'll wear out, and you have to get rid of that." And he was like, "Oh, you'll have to get rid of that." I'm reading yeah. something right here, and let me read this sentence. It says, "Exposed to the juices within the landfill, these these devices will create like a toxic soup of heavy metals and." Brominated biphenyls? I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. I, it's I bad thought it was. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting thought, and and I think solar panels are great. But I mean, it's just. I, I wasn't sure if you guys thought about like that little that's, aspect. No, that's of it. where the protesters would start well, no, coming that, that's, into. That's exactly yeah. what the other side is going to say. Like, and that, that that speaks to the that also speaks to the the sort of entrenched, you know, sort of people that maybe more things were like, why why even bother changing? You change it, you get one thing for the other. Let's just stick to coal. That was really you know, good. So I get it. That's my old baby boomer like thing. Coal, so coal like, works like, fine. Coal's been working for 150 years. It's like you were there. All right. Anyway, no, I agree. So let's move on to, to, to actually to this point. Um, uh, good news. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not good news actually. Um, what? On April thir- uh, August 13th, there's something called um, Earth Overshot Day, August 13th, uh, which is where I, I love the idea of this. It's actually scary and it's actually cool. Where, you know, at, at August 13th, we've actually used up all of our resources. Right before for, my birthday. For the year, you know, on, on, on the date on, on, on August 13th. So it kind of gives us the, the idea of what the Earth is using up and how much and, and how soon we will be out of resources. So if we keep burning at this rate, uh, you know, that, that August 13th date will go back to, you know, July 13th and then mm-hmm. June 13th and then, and, and, and whatnot. But I like the idea of, of having this as sort of a, a, as a signifier to sort of show us where we are in, in renewable energy, sort of speaking to all, all, all of this stuff. I mean, uh, what do you think of this, Keely? I mean, I think that, I think that, yeah, I mean, it speaks directly to what we're talking about um, in terms of the mindset, having more of a green consciousness um, and being playing, you know, using your individuality to, to take a stand to improve the collective um, 
outlook. And I think we all play a role in terms of our environment and the world that we live in. No other species on, on the planet Earth has contributed to the destruction of the Earth more so than humans. So I feel like, yeah, raising this type of consciousness is important because if you have options to be able to do something cleaner, neater, smarter, why wouldn't you? And like, and, that, and that's why I was I was mentioning the oligarchs. I was mentioning these old these old guys who have owned these companies for generations and generations. And and that's where you have greed come in because they want to keep you know the, their hands on the reins of and making and making gobs and gobs of money. Yep. And so I feel like yeah, this new this new these new technologies take away that power and really and really um, take away the, the structure of how um, the Western world was built. And so. Lastly, I feel the article even said that we've ran out of uh, energy. We ran. We ran out. We've ran out. We come to the point where we've used the world's natural resources from 1970. So this is like almost a 40, 50 year problem. Like, and it's getting worse and worse every year. And you could look at the the signs in terms of our, in terms of global warming, in terms of the weather, in terms of just look at the environment in L.A. Like, we don't have rain. Like, we're in a drought. Like. You go down a residential street. There's homes and homes that don't have grass. Yep. Like when does that ever happen? Like I was at my parents' house yesterday. We've had we have a plum tree in the backyard. We've had plums every year since we've lived there. Yep. This is the first year there's no plums. No water for plums. Precisely. So like we have a responsibility to educate, and then we have a responsibility to activate. And I I think. Through the, the means of technology, through the means of social media, like we're able to communicate this type of narrative, which is which is necessary. So when we talk about solar panels, yeah, it's better than right. than burning fossil fuels. It's better than you know mining for oil. Yeah. Like so, that's my I, take. I, I agree. I want to add to that. I think that this is why I love this so much. Is this is this is we're in the information age. We're in the, the PR age. It's really about figuring out how, what creative ways can we message this to not only to um, to the, the existing you know, powers that be, the oligarchs, the baby boomers, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But how can we message this to the the, the, the people in your generation and below? And how can we message this to this right now? And I think that this idea of 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 this day really, in a very simple way, illustrates that the whole idea of the Earth Overshot Day in a very simple way. And there's a little video that talks about it. Very simple way illustrates kind of where we are and, and where we're going. I think people don't really get it, and so it's really a great way to do that. So I'm really a big, big fan of this. No, I was just going to say, like, the 90s generation are very informational heavy. They love to research stuff, and that's that's what my generation is, and, like, the, the, the late 80s babies and stuff like that. But I feel like millennials-wise, it's really hard to get information across them. They're kind of just one ear and out the other. Yeah, well, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're information mom, overload. They got, so they got yeah, the whole th- world on their phone, so it's kind of like, it's it, hard to get some things to stick. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not saying that all millennials are like that. I know a few millennials that are very smart, and they care about the environment and stuff like that, but I know that a majority of them, like my brothers, they just they don't really care about it, and that's what makes me sad, and I don't really know exactly how to do that besides really putting up something with PR and the internet, YouTube, something, like, that's what to this do is. that. To yeah, I mean, I know that, is. but I mean, that's what I'm saying is that I think that's the only way to get through to right. them. I agree. Well, they don't care about it because they haven't had a personal interaction mm-hmm. with it. Once, you know, once their water is shut off, or once right. uh, something like, de- hey, Mom, like destructive or detrimental happens to them, <laughs> no, that, oh, right. but then it might be too late. Then it might yeah. be too late to to have a, a change of heart or a change of consciousness because now, like, it's really fucked up. Right? So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think um, I think we got to ramp up on it now. You know, yeah, what I'm we absolutely do. We I actually mean, have someone in the chat that asks. Um, so, how long do you think it's a uh, Lego brick quarters? Um, he's been Lego. watching the show. Uh, so, how long do you think our oil resources will last? 
Oh, that, you know, the oil, I mean, this is, this is a, they, our oil resources, it, it really depends on who you ask, actually. There, there's, there's people on one side of, of the, the, the people who have, who have politically vested in that and financially invested in that, which are, a, which are a small percentage, but it's a lot of money, will tell you that our fossil fuel situation has a long way to go. We have, we have a few more generations of fossil fuel to get from this earth. And what they'll also tell you is there's ways of getting fossil fuel, which we haven't explored. And they're also telling you way, that there's ways to, to go to natural gas for things like fracking that allow us to do those things. However, that's, you know, there's other people who feel like these are, this is not the way to go. This is an Mm -hmm. old way to keep drilling and drilling and digging and digging using an old non-clean fossil fuel or natural or, or even natural gas is not the way to do it and this is it that in itself is destroying our earth and producing more things and more um the fracking produces more toxicities as well uh and we don't know what all that moving around the earth does so the, I, the so to me i guess the answer to that question is it doesn't matter how much fossil fuels we have left or if we can still continue to make that crazy amount of money on, on drilling and drilling from oil here or other places. It's really – there's a whole nother industry that we're not tapping into that is all in renewable energies and solar and wind and everything else that is – that that is that can make as much money if we invest the technology into. We can mm. be it can be a whole other energy that could be super profitable and super helpful. So the question shouldn't be how much we have left. It should be how soon can we get into other things. I mean, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not so I'm not asking a question, Lego, but I'm just kind of giving my own spin on it. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel because of policies, politics, histories. I feel like yeah, we're stuck in we're stuck in this way of doing business, and because of the, the these these people that are billionaires, they want to hold on the, to the reins, like I said. And so, well, yeah, we have the technology to be able to use other, um, we have the technology for for means of other um, renewable energies. We're Making just not that switch. We're but, just, yeah, we're not implementing it because right. there's it's, a, it's a opposing forces on the political sphere that are preventing that from happening. Too so, much money, exactly. Uh, anyway, but I want to move forward. I'm move yeah, on. Thanks, 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 Lego. Uh, Lego Brick Five. What's the name? Uh, Lego Brick Quarters. Brick Quarters. Um, thank you very much. Uh, but I want to move on to some, you know, get some pop culture stuff in because I do want to talk about uh, Beats One Radio, which uh, you know the jury is in. Well, the reviews are in for me, Joe Braswell. I am a huge fan of Beats One Radio. Let me tell you right now, like I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm a huge. I've been a huge Zane Lowe guy from his BBC One days, BBC Radio days. Like he's, I, I think he's fantastic. I'm very happy when he's on uh, Apple uh, Beats One Radio. Um, the Beats One Radio experiment or the launch, I think, has been a success. I think that they are along the way growing and building. Um, I think that. What's happening with with what they're doing with all these specially curated shows? You get shows from Dr. Dre, the pharmacy. Uh, Pharrell's got a show. Uh, my boys, Run the Jewels, got a show which I love. I know Akila listens to that one. Um, and then they're also uh, the Disclosure Radio. Disclosure has a show now. So and Drake has got a show. Akila's other boy like got a show which he listens to regularly. Like, the, but what, what's cool you about like, this? He's like the Elton John one, right? Yeah, you know I do. I, I just, I just like the, I just want. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Let's shut down. <laughs> Whoa! All right. uh, hey, I, 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 you know, I'm not that Elton John, y'all. But anyway, but um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The point is, you get all. What I like about this is not. It's not really a celebrity play like you get to see. And, and, and I listen to uh, Q-Tip show, Abstract Radio, all the time. You, you, it's not about a celebrity play here. It's about these artists and, and and be able to see not only what they're listening to, but what their influences are, and sort of and so you get their influences and you get what's what they listen to currently. And these are these are the people who are sort of making the music 
that has informed us in the past and are leading our culture. So to be able to get a sense of what they're playing as opposed to what how traditional terrestrial radio works, like what some clear channel corporate, what they're shoving down our throats because the corporate interests are saying so. Like, you must play Demi Lovato X amount of times, or you must play Adele a thousand times. I love Adele, but you know, this is this is something more organic. It feels more like a record store. It's amazing. Yeah. I think it's dope. I think it's dope for this reason, that you have such a, uh, a huge company like Apple that's very corporate um, with all the rollouts. It's very corporate and clean, and this is more like, in, it has more like an indie feel, like more like a gorilla feel. And that's that's something that's very different for Apple, and so that's why I like it. However, I don't think that it's it's going to um, attract um, the the listenership that terrestrial radio or even satellite radio will, because all all they have to do is do the same thing. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like they're they're not doing anything innovative in that space. Like I, f- I feel like you have um, satellite radio stations that kind of do this a little bit, kind of. Um, and then I feel like you're going to see more terrestrial radio adopting this type of policy. Like hey, because they. They want to keep their their fan base, and they want to keep their ad revenue. So they will do whatever they have to do. If they feel that they're losing um, audience audience ship from from Apple, they're gonna they're gonna adapt and change. Well, terrestrial radio is based on playlists and based on ad. You know, they're based on the arbitrary ratings and playlists of what they think people want to hear, which come from other sources like used to come from Billboard or whatnot, or even Payola. Right. But it's still the same thing. It's still you know you know a corporation like Clear Channel has fifteen the beats, fifteen powers, yeah. fifteen. Kids. But it's personality driven. And all all they have to do is implement implement the right personality and give him that him him or her that power to be able to dictate. Hey, these are songs I like. It's the same format. They can do it. They could do it, but but they're not. I I don't know that they are doing it. The idea of having these celebrities sort of with this sort of this is personalized, curated radio, uh, well produced, and 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 also you can listen to it live. What's also dope about it is you can click on that show, like whatever whatever the Zane Lowe show was, whatever he's playing for me, which which I. I want to hear what he's playing. Like I, I love whatever he's got to say, and I can go back and I can listen. Right. And have a playlist of exactly what he did. Right, right. Same thing with the, with the pharmacy, which I listen to, which is Dre show, which I kind of which I which I do love. You know, I feel like it's a little overproduced, and a little, little forced at times, a little produced. But the mix that Just Incredible does on there is kind of dope. And even if I don't like the mix, how he's mixing, mm-hmm. I get all those individual songs in a playlist. Um, and what about I, the Celine Dion one? The Celine Dion's channel is actually my favorite because what I get is shout out, <laughs> uh, shout out to Celine Dion. I do like Celine Dion. I'm not even gonna. I like a lot. Uh, That's why I said that. Okay, but, uh, I have no words. I, 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 I'm not. I, I ride for Celine Dion. I know you do. I'm just going to make a too. note of that. Uh, Get Joe Braswell, Celine Dion, Vegas uh, ticket. I, I'm ready. I've already seen the show. Oh, my God. And the show's fantastic. And I will see, and I will see the show I'm sorry again. for this huge derailment. I'm on, rec- I'm on record. I'm on record. Sorry. Watch for the Stevie Wonder hologram. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, Jesus. so yeah, I, I love this, but don't, I'll, I'll get your take on this in a second. Lex, oh. I don't know if you're, if you're on this. Are you on this one? Are you, you're not I'm not a radio well, listener. And, and what does Samsung have? Does Samsung have something like that? <laughs> What's a Samsung one? What's Samsung? I, I hate you, dog. I hate you. I Samsung hate Radio you. One. Wow. Ah. Wow. Lexus look, man. Look, building. man. I, 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 have to, I have to ask. I have to ask. So you okay. think? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking it this yes. way. Like, you feel that oh, Apple back, Music <laughs> yes. beats one. 
is going to right now they only have about 11 million subscribers yeah. versus like some terrestrial radio stations that have in the upwards of 70 to 90 million sure. you really feel that Apple is going to win and, and, and dominate in this marketplace no I don't however they don't have to I, I, I like the fact that it's more of a niche thing and it's, you have to go get this thing terrestrial radio is not going anywhere no matter what people say about how, how terrestrial radio is terrestrial radio like it's not going to go anywhere um, it's just be some definite like dents in it as, as we get to more digital formats in your car Apple Play, you're able to download podcasts and get more stuff. Uh, certainly, satellite radio has made a dent in terrestrial radio, but once we fully integrate like this, all this stuff, this Apple, Pandora, the Pandoras of the world, and Apples of the world into your car, um, it'll compete, but it'll never dominate. But this is better. Like people are going to want this experience. So, look, last thing I'll say about this is there's really two kinds of music listeners, or even movie watch, but two kinds of music listeners. There's the people who go out and seek new music. And it's people who sort of let the music come to them, and and, and it's always been that way. When I was younger, I would walk to you know go to go to uh, I'm getting old now, but go to Tower <laughs> Records, Tower Records, Rhino Records, wherever it was every Tuesday, and just buy what comes out on Tuesday, like all genres. It's Tuesday. Here's the new music, hip hop, you know, rock, whatever it is, and this is every Tuesday you listen to that music, and then you know you listen to an album. There might be a dud, like ten duds and one hot track. Like most people, other people just wait for the shit to come on the radio. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, 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 some people wait for whatever, whatever the radio tells me. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. The Apple Music people are the people who seek out new music. There's an opportunity for there for you to do both. Right. You can seek out the music, like you can go out and find and discover and see what other people are listening to, or or these people what, what they're curating, or you can just sit back and let Zane Lowe tell you what to listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way, you can do that. But in Trustor Radio, people just want to turn on the radio. What's that song? Taylor Swift sounds good to me. When's it coming on again? Five minutes from now, good. Taylor Swift again, great. Okay. Well, like, yeah. Let me ask it this way, because, I mean, most people listen to uh, terrestrial radio in transit. Uh-huh. So, and, and do you feel that, you know, both, well, I don't know, you don't listen to radio. But I can't do it anymore. <laughs> do you feel that Beats 1 um, is more of, is more of an appealing platform in your car than tra- traditional radio? I do because I'm old. Like I'm a guy who was. I, I do because you I heard the Air Force guys. Listen, I know I, because I, I I went away in the car. I like I went away from terrestrial to terrestrial to satellite because I can pick my own experience. So like I, I can listen to backspin or whatever whatever I want to listen to. I go away from that to my podcast experience or whatever I want to listen to because I can curate it. Now I got Beast One Radio. That's the way to go for me. Not only can I listen to whatever I want, I want. I can go back and I can listen to Zane Lowe's show. I can listen to Run to Jewels. I can listen to Disclosure. I can listen to, to Dre. Whenever I want, I can pick my own experience, and it's dope. I don't have to wait until the shit comes on. Yeah, see, that's the only reason why I would be into something like that. I just feel like the radio plays the same shit every single time. Yeah, it it's getting really repetitive, that's and that's why not, I that's decide. Yeah, and that's why I would rather listen to Spotify or Google Play yeah. or iTunes or whatever. And, I, and, and I, at this point now, I actually just listen to audiobooks in my car now. Well, and by the way, that's, it, it's not getting repetitive. It's been this, this has been radio no, for exactly. the last forty years. But the thing is, we this, didn't this, have this a platform. Been that inception in the twenties. Yeah, 20s. yeah. yeah that's I just know that records are made. You right. play, yeah, you exactly. play every hour on the hour. Yeah. You know. So I just I've gotten to that point, you know, where I would rather listen to someone read a book to me than right. actually listening to music at this point. And the other thing is, if you really break down terrestrial radio, if you really break down like what you're doing, you get, mm-hmm. you're getting the same fifteen to seventeen songs every hour. So you yeah, really get playlist is very small. Playlist is very yeah. limited. I mean, you're yeah. really getting about thirty songs. Like in the entire like one station, whatever the entire it is. Yeah. day, yeah, the entire yeah. day. So whether it's, it's Power or Kiss FM, whatever you're getting, they're getting you thirty songs, and you get that eight hours a day yeah. repeated. But right. I would rather so if get you want someone... to send thirty songs, and good luck. But right. that's yeah, what you get. but I would rather get a small amount of songs if someone can tell me 
like the history of it or something like that. Like I like that type of like podcast. No, yeah. Give, I mean, of course, no one's going to actually listen to. I'm the nerd that likes that. You get, you get, yeah, you get like jingle, tickets and jingle ball, ball tickets. Get, yeah, you, no, you know. I would rather have someone tell me about like an NWA song and why this is this yeah, or something and, like and that. that song will not be on anything on Trust oh, Radio. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Maybe K-Day. Yeah. <laughs> you but you know. know what I mean. Yeah, so, so, I so you mean, oh, that's my last question. We right. can move on. So, if there was a K-Day Terrestrial uh-huh. Radio in 2015, uh-huh. would you still have the same argument? Yeah, well, there is a K-Day in 2015. No, no. But I mean, I mean, like... The old school K-Day. Like the old school K-Day format, right. but with the amplitude of like a Power 106. Yeah. Would you still feel the same way? Hmm. Uh, I don't know, because I, 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 don't, I don't know, because I, I still would probably opt for choice, but, I, but if, if Terrestrial Radio really gets their act together and, and really decides we're going to populate our, our, our terrestrial radio, our traditional FM broadcast with people who can curate stuff and interact in the same way, if they really want to innovate that way, I, I, I may be interested, but I don't know that it's going to happen. It's not profitable. It's not the model. I used to work in radio. I, it's just not the model. So if they really want to go that route, this seems to be the route satellite starts to go. Satellite at first was just, we're only playing music. Satellite, right. satellite has recently gotten more, last four or five years, got more personality driven. They realize that, well, some people just want music. Some people want music and personality. Right. So you're getting that, like Ed Lover on Backspin. Like, you know, you're getting, you're getting some of that. Right. But uh, this, this whole sort of personality and curation and interviews, they might interview somebody. He might have some some deep cuts on there. It's really it's it's, it's really friendly. It's really the BBC model. Right. It's got it's like, why listen to guys like Norman Jay or Giles Peterson and some of these guys Zane Lowe. Some of these guys we love or Tim Westwood for hip hop. Like that's that that's what I listen to when I really want to get you know a flavor of what's really happening. We don't have that kind of stuff here. So it's really the UK model that Beats has adopted and, and bring it to to America in their in their own way. And good for them. Like like we do this all the time, you know, in television and everything else. Why not do it in radio? Right. So I mean, for whatever the Brits get, one or two things right, they get. They get TV right and they get radio. Or they get music right. So right. Um, sorry, Steve Barry, but that's that's all, that's all I'm giving you. Um, <laughs> that's it. We gotta go. Oh, monthly giveaway. So every usually every month, I usually try to give away um, stuff. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> I got my loot crate today. Loot um, crate. And it's uh, villain themed, so Uh-oh. there is one thing I will give. I haven't gone, I haven't looked through it yet because okay. I just got it this morning. But um, there's there's two things you need to do. One, there's a question I'm going to put up that you guys can. I'll retweet it and stuff like that. The question is because it's a villain themed box. Okay. That uh, who is your favorite MC villain? villain and why, you're going to put it in the comment section down below on our video. Um, also, don't forget to follow all of us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Also, follow the channel. And uh, you guys have until next Friday to answer the question. I will pick somebody from there, and I will send you something from this loot crate. Great. Maybe the whole thing. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. Hell yeah. Uh, we did get a chance to get to some of these stories. Uh, the Star Wars uh, Rogue One, which we're all excited about. Uh, Disney Disney announcing a new Star Wars theme park so and some excited. other stuff. Uh, some DC comic news we'll talk about later. But we'll get to all that stuff next week. And of course, Yvonne Craig. I gotta say, Yvonne Craig, uh, R.I.P. She passed away. She's the first one to play the on-screen Batgirl. Uh, I thought yeah. she was beautiful. She's one of my first you know, uh, rerun TV crushes in that spandex suit. So pro- shout out to Yvonne Craig. Who the, was, the blow the blow. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, where can the people find you, Alexis? You can find me all over social media where Alexis Torres is sold at A Torres 890. That's A T O R R E S 890. Shine. On Instagram, Twitter, at Akili Shine. Jay Braswell. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. Scoping all over town. Oh, which I rarely do. Uh, at Joe K. Braswell. At Joe K. Braswell. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thanks, Alexis and Akili. We will see you again next week.
from executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.